0: Welcome to another episode of Average Reviews, where we review things averagely. I'm Tabitha. And I'm Chris. And we hope that you enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Average Reviews. Hello! Fun! Okay. So, I was just about to ask how you're doing. I'm doing well, thank you. No, to the listeners. How are you doing? Yes, let us know.
1: We hope you're doing well.
0: Okay. Anyway, how are you doing?
1: I'm alright, thank you. Yourself?
0: Not too bad. How has your week been?
1: Long and stressful.
0: Pretty much the same.
1: Awesome. Not what we're here to talk
0: about. (laughs) No, we are here to talk about film
1: and, and stuff. TV
0: and and stuff yes. Okay so first up we are going to talk about Triple Frontier. So this film stars Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam, Hunnam Garrett Headland and Pedro Pascal.
1: Amongst others but they're the main cast.
0: Yeah so they are five ex-soldiers who are going to steal some money but yeah,
1: they're not exactly bad. the most, um. what's the right word? Ethical. More
0: abiding. Yeah. But like, they're not bad, but they're not good, kind of. Like, they aren't doing anything for malicious intent.
1: No, they're just trying to make their lives better, in a way, by stealing money, money and shit like that. But they
0: did steal it from someone that was bad. Bad guys, yeah. yeah. And Pedro Pascal's character was trying to, no... Oscar Isaac's character, I always get them mixed up because of Star Wars. Um, go Was trying to get his girlfriend out of the country and her brother so that they could be safe. So like, kind of like Robin Hood, but selfish.
1: In a way, I can see that.
0: Stealing from the rich. Yeah,
1: They're the merry but, men.
0: Yeah, if they just didn't give it on to the people of... Sheffield. Nottingham. Oh it's my like, where's god. Where's Sheffield come I from? I don't know. I've been to Nottingham Forest. That's not even a thing. It's Sherwood, Sherwood Forest. Forest. Right. It's
1: <laughs> doing well.
0: This is just setting the precedent for the entire <laughs> episode. So yeah, what did you think to it?
1: Yeah, it's watchable. Is it rewatchable? Probably not, and unless you've like desperate. mindless yeah. stuff. It's not a bad film, but it's also not a particularly good film, I think. It's not like
0: groundbreaking. No, the
1: performances were solid, Mm. but like you say, the story itself's a bit middle of the road. Yeah, it's just nothing special, it's just your regular.
0: It's very unoriginal.
1: Yeah, most things in it have been done before. It does them well, don't get me wrong, but.
0: Yeah, like out of that kind of genre and film, it's like up there but it's just... top The top, like, of that kind of plotline thing. It's just... It's just a bit boring, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And that's what we have to say about that.
0: <laughs> no, it's...
1: Yeah, like I say, it's... The performances were good. Um, it's another one of Ben Affleck's films where he's putting in a solid performance again, so...
0: Yeah, I don't think I've really seen Ben Affleck in anything that he's been bad in, but I've only seen him in like two things.
1: Yeah, he started off good and then he had a massive dip where he was just doing crap and it was just abysmal. Like when he did Giggly or whatever it was called and stuff like that. I've never even heard of that. He did it with Jennifer Lopez, who was his girlfriend at the time.
0: I always forget that she's an actress.
1: Yeah, and he just had a real sort of dip in his career then and then
0: He's taking on more serious roles now.
1: Yeah, and pretty much I think around Argo time is when he starts to have his resurgence, I maybe still a little bit before. That. You need to, it's a good film.
0: I know the plot line of it because we watched that video of the lady's husband explaining it.
1: Yes, yeah, so that video of the lady's husband.
0: Yeah, there's a YouTube video, I think it's on Wired. Um, I don't remember what channel it is, uh, like, former CIA agent, um, reviews spy films. They're really good actually, very educational as well, I really enjoy them. So yeah, you can check that out if that sounds like something you enjoy. Anyway, so you've talked about Ben Affleck's performance. What did you think about it? We're just going to go through all the main characters because they all have like their own personality. Yeah, well,
1: like so I think all of them were solid performances. I just wanted to highlight Ben Affleck's. Like I say, it's another one of his career resurgence roles in a way. The rest of the people are doing pretty solidly. Like Isaac. Isaac oh, Jesus. Oscar Christ. Isaac. Yes, Oscar Isaac. Not Isaac Oscar. <laughs> um, he's just going from strength to strength. Pedro Pascal's. Got himself a nice little cushy roll with Mandalorian, Mandalorian yeah. which he's absolutely smashing.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Although, how much of it actually is him? Because you can't see him. From
1: what I gather, it's all him.
0: But, like, he doesn't speak very often, mm. so a lot of it is just stunt work. Does he do all his own stunts? No, I don't
1: know. That's Google.
0: I can't.
1: Oh, well, you can.
0: We will tweet the answer. If we remember. We probably won't because we won't remember. you are going to
1: get held to that now. You've got to research it and tweet the answer.
0: Okay, that's fine. I like that kind of thing. That seems like a good thing to get followers. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) But yeah, no, Oscar Isaac's character was, it was good. Yeah,
1: um, Charlie Hunnam is just Charlie Hunnam. He's not.
0: His character came across as very how I would expect his character to come across. Yeah. He was like the good one of the group. I really, I, I liked his character because of that. I think I think that they did manage to build quite strong characters. Like, everyone definitely had their own personality. You could see why they were a team. Yeah,
1: you could say that, but I can't really remember Garrett Hedlund's character. Oh, no, that's
0: the only one that I think was, he just fell a bit Granted,
1: I did watch this months ago.
0: I also don't know who Garrett Hedlund is. He's I don't think no, I know who he is but I don't know what I know him from or I don't think I know him from anything let's
1: have a quick look he was in Tron Legacy
0: never seen it
1: Mudbound never on the road it. Four Brothers the United States versus Billy Holiday Dirt Music Dreamland Triple Frontier Long Way Back Home
0: yeah I don't Topsie. think I've seen him in any of this
1: Mosaic Burden.
0: okay you can stop now Pan so yeah I don't know him
1: is another one Is probably the I don't want to say worst the least good out of the lot of them in my opinion well, I think he's just actor. the
0: least formed as an actor because I don't think he's done that much yet the other people have had really big roles but from what I can tell he hasn't had anything that's been massively big this might have been one of his biggest films because he's been a big cast so he might be having like an up and coming career at the moment
1: maybe we do our research
0: Mm. either way he was was a good actor
1: yeah like I said there's no performance in it that was particularly bad
0: exactly there's Um, nothing that was exactly like nothing was bad in it it's just it didn't hit the oh this is amazing kind of thing I think once you've watched some actually amazing films other films kind of do start to fall behind in comparison oh my
1: gosh! excuse me
0: I'm doing well. You
1: can edit that bit out. No, I don't think I can.
0: <laughs> I like they did. I, from what I can tell, there wasn't a massive amount of CG in it, so there was a lot of, I assume, a lot of um, destination filming.
1: Oh, it was all CG.
0: If it was, then Jesus Christ, changing my whole perspective. Yeah,
1: everything was CG. <laughs> all the trees and the mountains Tears and everything. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it was it was watchable, definitely. So if you like kind of action drug not that there was really anything to do with drugs, but if it, you
1: like action drugs, that's you one.
0: <laughs> okay. Rate it. I'd give it a solid seven, six point five. Which one? Both. Yeah.
1: Six point seven five. Yes. Yeah, I'd probably give it around six, six and a half as well. So we'll just settle on an average six and a half then.
0: Yeah. No, that's fine by me.
1: Moving on.
0: Okay, so in light of Monday the 8th of March being International Women's Day, I made my dad watch a film called Moxie. So this film is about a girl who's basically, she's a teenager, she's basically gotten fed up of seeing all the misogyny around her that's just become normalised, so she starts a kind of revolution in a way. In her high school. No, in a way, it is a revolution. Yeah, it's a revolution. Starting with some pamphlets in the girls' bathrooms.
1: Called Moxie.
0: Moxie. So it stars... You're going to have to bear with me because I don't know any of these actors' names by name.
1: Apart from Amy Poehler.
0: Yes, Amy Poehler. She's the woman who created it. She's the director of it. And Did she create it as well, though? Yeah, it's mm. like her. Well, no, it's based on a book, but she created it for film. And it's. Adapted it. Yeah, adapted it. And so this is kind of her. I knew child, she directed it, way. but I
1: didn't know it was her
0: baby. Yeah. From what I can tell, she does a lot of work for women's rights.
1: Doesn't surprise me.
0: No. I really like Amy Fowler, though. Who? Fowler? Fowler. Oh my god. <laughs> I've always. Okay, Amy Fowler. Close enough. And, um, yeah, because she was in Parks and Rec. She played Leslie? hmm She played Leslie in Parks and Rec. And that was really good. She also played the mum in um, Mean Girls, I think.
1: I wouldn't know. The, like, cool
0: mum. I only watched it once a while ago. Anyway, back to Moxie. It stars Hadley Robinson, Lauren Sy, Alicia... Pascal Pena, Nico Haraga. Sorry, I'm not doing. It. We can leave it there.
1: <laughs> I wonder if he's related to Arnie, then.
0: I'm assuming so. It's
1: not Patrick Schwarzenegger, this I'm is. I'm
0: pretty sure it's his kid. We're just trying to find it now. Doesn't say. Well, Google it. You Google it. I can't. Let's go, Alexa. Alexa, who's Arnold? On... I can't pronounce his last name.
1: Right? <laughs> this is great listening <laughs> for you.
0: Right, you... <laughs> Why did he come up with some orchestra director rather than like the TV show Hey Arnold or something? Surely you like that didn't would say make... Hey Arnold. No, I know, but surely it would make more sense.
1: Keep talking. Don't so, add dead air.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was kind of one of those...
1: Yes, he is the son.
0: Boom, in your face. I knew it. No, it was, you didn't. I literally said it's his son.
1: I would have assumed it was his son. You didn't know that. I
0: did know that because I've read it somewhere. why didn't saying, you just
1: say that to start with instead of all this crap?
0: Well, because I wasn't sure.
1: So but you I kn- didn't know it?
0: No, I knew it. I just wasn't sure that what I knew was right. But I still knew it. Anyway. It was one of those kind of like... Feel-good films that I really... It just made me very... Woo!
1: I completely agree.
0: This, to me, is surprising. I did not think that you would enjoy it at all. It's
1: very much a film of its time. If it was done ten years ago, it wouldn't have had the impact it had now.
0: No.
1: So it's hit the zeitgeist just right. I think... um, Again, it's really well performed, really well written. Mm. Uh, But yeah, it is. It's surprisingly a feel-good movie when you sort of consider everything that's talked about and dealt with in it. Because it does deal with a lot of hot-button topics.
0: Yeah, it deals with issues of racism, sexism, rape.
1: Which, that was a very obvious thing you could see coming, if you ask me.
0: But... I mean, I don't think we can really knock it down for being predictable. It's not kind of like a film that's not meant to be.
1: No, no. But it it was really well done and I enjoyed it. And I even had a tear in my eye at a couple of places. Oh,
0: me too.
1: So I'm not ashamed to admit that. But yeah, I would highly recommend anyone watching this, especially anyone who wants to feel empowered, I Mm. guess.
0: Yeah, definitely an empowering film, especially as a teenage girl.
1: I can completely see why you connected with it as well, because as I was watching it, I was sort of thinking, I could see Tab doing this.
0: (laughs) God, I I cannot explain how much I just wanted to go into school and start a riot. (laughs) That's my plan.
1: Well, I hope it isn't.
0: (laughs) You know, I've only got a few months left, might as well go out with a bang.
1: Well, at least try and do it subtly like they did at first. <laughs> Don't just go full on riot to start.
0: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um my only kind of pointer is that it is well it's a very very diverse cast. It's just sometimes it falls a little bit short like the people of color are basically there as supporting actors in some regards cuz the main girls just It's very kind of like a woo centering on her rather than giving more power to some of the other people. So like they could have dealt with issues of racism a bit more.
1: I disagree with that because I think the whole thing was, it was um, the main characters sort of...
0: It was her realisation kind of, on, of yeah, and, what it means to be a woman kind and, of
1: thing. Not just a woman, but someone that's also um, discriminated against for a multitude of reasons. Mm. So it was her sort of realising she's not alone. There's all these other people that suffer things a lot worse. And she's trying to make the change for it. I think if it was somebody who was um, like discriminated against more, it would have felt a bit more forced.
0: I can see where you're coming from The fact
1: that it was sort of an outsider looking in and then actually becoming enveloped by it, taking it on, I think that was a lot more powerful.
0: Mm. I can see where you're coming from with that. And I I don't
1: think... Well, obviously, they were supporting casts, but I don't think the people, like you say, were um, pushed to the side in any way. They very much steered the story.
0: Especially the woman who played Lucy... She was kind of the... She was a new girl that came to school. So we, she
1: was the catalyst.
0: Yeah, she was the catalyst. She so you came, can't
1: say that they're no, a side I, character in a way. They're the ones that drove the okay, story I see forward.
0: Okay, coming from. I'm also in my own regard.
1: But. Yeah, but it's like the one that was the football captain as well. She had a whole story arc. It's not like they were just there to be there. They actually yeah. pushed things forward and they were the driving force of the story, as I keep saying. I've got a shit vocabulary
0: today. <laughs> But in terms of like intersectionality of feminism as well, it was very, it supported a trans woman, a disabled woman, women of color. It was very across the board in that regard. It was a rare film in that regard because I've said that regard so many times now.
1: See, it's catchy, (laughs) isn't it? You stick on one thing and you just go.
0: You don't often see films like that, especially about women's power and liberation that include so many different types of women.
1: I think you're going to see a lot more going forward. But yeah, like I say, it's it's very much a film of its time. It's something that, if you ask me, it needed to be done. Mm. And it was done fantastically well.
0: And it's done in a way that it's not centred, like it's not targeting, targeting it's not, it's target audience, there we go, it's not just teenage girls, it's kind of, the way they've done it is to encourage everyone to get behind the movement of women's liberation and to highlight that there are so many things that are still happening that need to stop happening, that just go unnoticed, that have become normalised in our society. And it, it's like, there was a male character who was very for the movement of Moxie and they highlighted how impressive that was. Not impressive, but how it's not something that you should Unusual. shy away from. Yeah, It doesn't make you like any less of a man or anything like that to support the feminist movement, which is something I don't think I've ever seen on film.
1: I think the one downside to that for me is that that was used to be the catalyst for the love story of yeah. it if it had just had him doing it for the sake of doing it that would have been and a lot, a lot better, yeah a lot stronger okay. whereas some people can probably look at that and say oh he's only doing it to get in a pants
0: which i don't think I was don't the think truth, that's why cuz but...
1: he fancied it before and stuff it wasn't just this whole thing he genuinely seemed to want to do it and he supported her and supported the movement but like say if it was just If they were just friends doing it, I think it would have been better than it turning into the love interest and that being the sort of thing behind it.
0: We didn't really need the love story aspect of the story. It didn't drive anything forwards that much.
1: But unfortunately, most films with women leads in tend to have some sort of love story for whatever reason. To appease the public. Yeah, I don't like it.
0: No, me either.
1: If I did have an actual criticism of the film as well, it's that Clark Gregg was criminally underused.
0: I don't know who that is.
1: The boyfriend of Amy Poehler in it.
0: No, I didn't even recognise him, I don't think. He's
1: from the Marvel films. Oh, he played,
0: I did recognise him then, yes. Yeah. It's just he didn't. No, yeah. he connected, I just couldn't remember the Yeah, he's really.
1: criminally, criminally underused in that film. He's a Really great actor, and mm. he is just. He's very much pushed to the side.
0: I mean, he, his character didn't really add much.
1: Exactly. So, I don't know. That, that That is my only criticism, and as a criticism, it's...
0: A very weak yeah. criticism.
1: Yeah. So, I did. I really enjoyed it. I'd give that film a good eight and a half. Yeah, me too. It's not a perfect film, but it's a very good film. Like I said, very empowering, very feel-good, and I would recommend it for most people to go watch.
0: It's very topical as well. Like, it... Does give things from the perspective of a teenage cast. Obviously, I don't think the cast actually are teenagers. That was another world.
1: thing I thought when um, Patrick Schwarzenegger's character was introduced. He just looked like he was thirty. Yeah. He just he stood out to me compared to all the others. Looked pretty young, and you could probably pass him off as like school teenage kids. Kind of. But he just stood out for me as like someone who like. Did you get held back 10 years? <laughs> oh, I, I don't actually know how old he is. I could be 24. really doing him a disservice here. Born in 93.
0: I can't be bothered to work that
1: out. Yeah, 30. 20. 30? Well, just shy
0: of 30. 28. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, But, like, because it was set in a school, it did highlight issues that... Actually, like, you can see that they are actual things that happen in schools, especially American schools from the stories I've heard.
1: The whole um, introduction uh, when she first got to school, when I was watching that, I was just thinking, oh, shit, what am I watching now? Because, like, she arrives at this American high school and then there's all these people in the cliques and, like, the camera pans and there's all these little groups and like like say the cliques, yeah. it's like you get all the cheerleaders together chatting, all the jocks, all the like weird kids and all stuff like that and I'm just thinking is this like not another teen movie or something? <laughs>
0: like, but
1: then it, it actually really developed as a film but like I say to start with that, that scene it almost lost me. Yeah me, me too, but I was
0: like I don't, I can't be bothered to watch another just typical High school film that's just going to be boring. Yeah,
1: but it completely diverted my expectations after that. Yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised by it.
0: But yeah, I didn't think it was very, very good. And I've run out of things to say. What would you
1: rate it then? Because I've rated it.
0: Yeah, 8.5. There
1: you go, 8.5. Yeah. Moving on.
0: So, I have been watching Castle recently. So, no, I need the list of names. Um, oh, my God. So, it stars Nathan Fillion.
1: Daniel um, Katic, is it, or is she someone else?
0: No, I think that's her name. Um. Ryan Kelly. No, I don't know if his first name's Ryan.
1: Is that not the character's name?
0: Maybe. Oh, yeah, it is. It was Kevin Ryan. Seamus Denver. Diva. Oh my god, I did it again. <laughs> I did it again.
1: <laughs> who was who is it that was the Caitlin. other one?
0: Caitlin. Caitlin Dever. I always call her Caitlin Denver. Oh my gosh. Are
1: um, they related?
0: I don't think so because I'm pretty sure he's Irish and I don't think she is. I don't know then. Or at least he's got some kind of Irish blood.
1: He's born in Flint, Michigan.
0: Yeah, that doesn't mean he's not got Irish blood.
1: The name Seamus gives that away. Yeah,
0: way. I know. Um, yeah, Stana Katick, Susan Sullivan, John Huertas. Huertas and Molly Quinn. Among other people. There are quite a lot of people that are in it. But there's not like that many recurring characters because... Pearl of... Mutter is. Yes, and Lainey.
1: She becomes very big in it at some point towards the end.
0: Yeah. Um, well, carry on. And I'm on season six at the moment. I have previously watched it though. Um and it is amazing. It's re- it's like one of those things that's really easy to watch, like in the strain of Brooklyn Nine Nine. And
1: But it's, it's completely different. Oh, yeah, to it's nothing Nine-Nine. like Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's not a comedy in any well. It is, it's but humorous, but it's not a, comedy it's, in not that a way. comedy. it's a drama series.
0: Ish. And it's basically about this kind of, like, really charismatic writer who writes murder mystery fiction, obviously. And he... Yeah, is it? Well, not in the first episode. But well, gets... it was when
1: he wrote it, obviously. Yeah.
0: But... He gets brought into the case in the first episode because the murders are, like, acted out as they are in his book. So he helps them solve it. And it turns out that he's got quite the knack for solving crime and helping the woman detective named Beckett solve crimes and they form this really like strong duo where she's very like tough she's the tough cop he's just a bit loopy and kind of very imaginative always coming up with weird crazy random theories of what happened
1: fits into your typical Nathan Fillion role he's like he's got his charm he's got his charisma and stuff, and, but he's still got that steel behind him as well. Yeah. And while I'm on it, I love Nathan Fillion. I've, I think he is amazing.
0: I've only ever really seen him in this, and from this, I've just... I I really, really love him because of this.
1: You need to watch Firefly, then. I know,
0: I do. It's on Disney+. Plus.
1: You also need to watch The Rookie.
0: I know, I was going to, but I just... I, it was nowhere. So... <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah I want Nathan Fillion to be my dad even though he's only like eight years <laughs> old, years old so he can be my big brother I'd love that
0: oh yeah he was in Santa Clarita Diet he was he was. He, was he was good in that and well. the estate
1: agent before that
0: oh, well yeah but the, the head and the estate agent in the same person yes I know <laughs> but um, he wasn't
1: just a head is what I'm saying
0: no and, but yeah, it's a really nice... It has a lot of balance, in So there's the aspect of the humour of Nathan Fillion's character, the crime song and stuff, which I love because I'm really into, like, murder mystery kinds of things. And then the really nice family aspect. So he lives with his mother, who's... She was an actress in her day, and she's now an actress, but she's not really getting much work. And his younger daughter... Younger daughter? Of course it... Right. And his daughter, Alexis. And there are some really, really nice moments where he's spending time with his family, where there are family issues. And there's yeah, it's a, really... not a
1: one it's not a one-trick pony.
0: No, it's a really nice balance across the board of different things. Yeah. <laughs> themes. Different themes. There we go. Um... I think, like, because it started in, like... I don't know when. When did it start? 2009. So to begin with, it was kind of, like, a bit... One of those bad... Not bad, but cheesy, kind of... The acting's not amazing. It never
1: loses its cheese.
0: Well, that's true. But the acting was a little bit underdeveloped. It was... But as the show goes on... well,
1: Granted, it's been a while since I've watched the first ones. As
0: the show goes on... It, you can see that it strengthens a lot. The characters develop. Everyone comes into their own light kind of thing. And it's just... It's really... i It's good. And the cast is quite diverse in terms of ethnicity as well, which was nice. You don't really see that that often in shows from a while ago. Like, think of Friends.
1: It depends, though, because... Like, this is based at the like New York police or whatever, so it it can't just fill it with a bunch of white people, can it?
0: No, but they there was a time when they would have done that. I don't know, especially not to the extent that they have here. Because it's not like you've just got one black character, they've got Laney, they've got Javier, I can't remember his last name right now, Esposito. It's just yeah. Yeah. And then obviously there's Beckett, who I don't know if the actual character has any kind of van. You <laughs> no.
1: don't know if the character has any kind of van.
0: But the actress is, I don't know what ethnicity she is, but I think it's something like American. Romanian. Well, or Russian, not. Oh, we're just going to read her whole biography, I guess.
1: Well, we're not. She's Canadian.
0: Yeah, her parents are Croatia. And Croatian. I said Croatia. Her parents are Croatia.
1: (laughs) Serbs and Croatians, yeah.
0: Yeah. But it's definitely something I would recommend people watch. I agree.
1: It's very well done again. But like I say, I love Nathan Fillion. I don't mm. think he's been in anything that I've not enjoyed. Even going back to um, Two Guys, a Girl and a Pizza Place. Loved him in that.
0: Well, he also did that, like, Uncharted short film.
1: Which was amazing. It was man. so good. and was he... so good he didn't get the actual part. Know, although Tom okay. Holland will be alright in it.
0: I my apprehensions i i don't think that he thinks it's going to be that good from what i've seen yeah
1: but so long as they are focusing it on a young nathan drake learning his trade i think it'll be really good but if they're just dumping it in as if it's like partway yeah. through one of the games then i think that'll be a big misstep
0: yeah i'm sure that they'll find some kind of balance no diggity speaking of tom holland we have Two films that we're going to watch soon, or at least I have two films that I'm going to watch soon of his. So Cherry recently came out. I think I've spoken about that before. I've not managed to watch it, but I'm planning on watching it at some point this weekend, hopefully. And then Chaos Walking is coming out finally in April time in the UK somehow on some form of digital release, but we're not sure what or how.
1: Maybe at cinemas by then.
0: Maybe I doubt it though. Um, but it's playing in cinemas in America at the moment, so if you're American and want to watch Chaos Walking, then be stupid and go outside.
1: So you're telling me if it was in the cinema, you wouldn't go to the cinema to watch it?
0: Not if restrictions weren't... Oh, that's exactly... It's not
1: going to be open if restrictions are on your numpty.
0: So, yeah, guys, this is just like a little ad break. That's not a thing. This is a mini insert... Wear your mask and stay safe, please. We do not want COVID. Yes. We still want (laughs) want COVID.
1: This message brought to you by We Do Not Want COVID. Yes.
0: Uh, Have you watched anything else recently? I
1: have. I know you have. I have been working through a list of. Films that was suggested by Amazon Prime that are so bad they're good, which was actually suggested by E. Dot T. Dot H. Dot A. Dot N. Dot A. Dot H. Dot T. Dot e. Dot, dot no underscore sixteen underscore. So
0: shout out to you, I guess.
1: Yes. Um. So the films on the list are shotpus versus Terracuda. I haven't watched that one yet. Blood Orgy at Beaver Lake. I haven't watched that one yet. Killer Pinata. I haven't watched that one yet. I've watched the rest though. Cowgirls versus Pterodactyls. That was awful. Oh. But it still probably ranks third on the list. Oh no. <laughs> Um and that is basically, as it says, cowgirls against pterodactyls. Although I think there was only really one cowgirl in it, the rest were all like teachers or hookers. That sort of thing.
0: I'm very confused. I haven't watched any of these mm. just to preface.
1: The effects on it are just so laughable. Like it's the sort of thing where you get a preschooler to like design it and make it out of papier mache or whatever. It just, it really looked so bad. It was just god-awful. And then the digital effects as well. They were just, oh, how, how did this even get made? The acting in it was not great. The story was abysmal. The writing was poor, but I enjoyed it. Of
0: course you did. So
1: next on the list was Hot Wax Zombies on Wheels from 1999.
0: Oh my God, Cowgirls vs Pterodactyls came out this year. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Which
1: just makes it so worse. Yeah. The effect that, like, the, the extent that effects have moved on from some of these other films on this list, and it is just abysmal. It really is. Uh, it's, I can't even describe it. You'd have to watch it to appreciate how bad it is.
0: Corridor crew needs to react to it. <laughs>
1: So yeah, Hot Wax Zombies on Wheels is basically some... Oh, I don't really know what she was, but some kind of siren or whatever that goes around and turning people into wax versions of themselves who are just incredibly horny all the time. And it's just abysmal.
0: I'm so confused right now. Yeah, I, I was confused so watching weird. it.
1: It's just... It's n- its not even a good film. <laughs> It's really not. It makes no sense. And again, it's just really badly written, really badly acted. And I didn't really enjoy that one though, either. Um, next one was The Night of the Were-Rooster. <laughs> which, um, I'm just going to sound like it was really badly written, really badly acted. <laughs> I enjoyed it. That would be second on my list. Um, Yeah, it's just these people are brought over to an island to to try and investigate missing people who are all related to them in some way. And then it turns out that there's a were-rooster that is hunting people down. But then there's like a twist how it's actually there to try and find a new were-rooster because this one's old and worn and people want it to replace it. So it, it was very... Obvious what was going on. The twist wasn't a twist at all. <laughs> but yeah, I, I again I enjoyed it. Um five-headed shark attack.
0: That sounds awesome.
1: Which confused the hell out of me for half the film because the shark only had four heads. Really? Yes.
0: Does it grow another head? No. Does one get attached to it? No,
1: its other head is its tail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: It's just halfway through the film, it suddenly just shows you the tail of this, fit, like, shark. And it just opens its mouth and starts <laughs> chomping away. It's just... <laughs> I changed my mind, actually. Just based on that, this film's second on my list. It's, that sounds
0: it's, incredible. It's
1: your typical really, sh- like, schlocky sci-fi film, and it, like, takes the piss out of... Um, Other ones like this, it's like, what do you mean there's a killer shark? Do you expect it to fly around in a tornado sort (laughs) of thing? Like, take piss out of all the um, shark
0: Sharknado Sharknado
1: films, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, put it on, switch your mind off, you'll have a blast. It's just, wow.
0: I love bad shark films. Spaghetti
1: Man was the next one.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: yeah, I didn't enjoy this one particularly. Yeah. It's about someone who um, has some noodles. Well, spaghetti, effectively. One that like, puts it in a microwave, forgets about it, and then something happens. It's, I'm still not clear what happens, why it happens, <laughs> but suddenly these noodles, like the sp- spaghetti. I don't know why I keep saying noodles. The spaghetti um, gives him magic powers when he eats it. Is it
0: because, like, microwaves from the microwave... It's
1: only in the microwave for, like, two minutes or whatever, and then it suddenly just starts glowing green. Like, the whole thing starts glowing green for no reason when he falls asleep. It's, It's baffling.
0: Well, you know, there are mysterious forces at play.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, his superpower is that he can then just fling spaghetti at people.
0: That sounds pretty useful.
1: But... As he flings spaghetti at people, it, like, knocks them out. It's, like, super powerful spaghetti. <laughs> it's really wraps weird. Around
0: them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is really weird. And he's basically invulnerable as well because he's, like, effectively made of spaghetti. <laughs> so at one point he's, like, proper stomped up and everything and dies. And then he suddenly comes back as this uber version of himself <laughs> because his um, secret identity is hidden by wearing a paper bag with, like, roughly torn holes in it. And then when he comes back as this uber one, it's like proper sheen, like sort of really clean paper bag with like nicely cut holes oh instead. It's just, it's really bizarre. Um, it's enjoyable, but I didn't enjoy it overly. I'm talking about it and thinking back a bit, like me talking about it, it's more enjoyable than actually watching the film.
0: Yeah, like the premise of it was great. It's just, it was not the best. Yeah. Well,
1: even the premise of it wasn't that great. Just.
0: I think you'll find that being an invulnerable spaghetti man sounds incredible. <laughs> Despite the fact spaghetti's not invulnerable because it's a food.
1: Yeah. But he literally just puts his hand out, spaghetti flies at someone, hits them in the face, and then that's it, they're down. They're just, <laughs> so It's just, it's really weird. But um, Attack of the Lederhosen Zombies. I watched that a couple of years ago, so I didn't re-watch it, but I can just remember that I didn't enjoy it. So that would be bottom of the list, which is why I didn't bother re-watching it. And then the one that's top of the list that I've watched, like I say, there's three more, but um, top of the list of the ones I've watched is Larmageddon.
0: It just sounds incredible.
1: It really is. The effects on it are so bad. The acting on it is so, so bad. It's really bad. And... I, it is one of these films that is just so terrible, you can't help but enjoy it. Yeah. It's literally the epitome of that, and it's god awful. But I loved it. I really loved it.
0: One day they need to make one of those, like, really, really bad ones, but like with really good actors in it, <laughs> just doing their best to act terribly.
1: That'd be brilliant, actually. It would. Start a Kickstarter.
0: I don't think that we'll get enough money to, you know, hire. Start some a Kickstarter? The... No. That's...
1: Before all our listeners do.
0: I don't think they're going to either.
1: I wonder if you can set a limit on it and say you need to get 50 million.
0: I don't think 50 million's going to be any amount that anyone can get. 50 million's a
1: massive budget for.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that enough people are going to donate money for you need to get 50 million. I oh, think 50
1: million people donating a pound.
0: That's like. <laughs> A very large percentage of the population. I don't care.
1: I may actually do it.
0: Fine, then you can do it. I may do. Good.
1: Watch the space.
0: Watch this space.
1: Um, so, yeah, Larmageddon. It's got llamas from space coming down. From space. From space. From in spaceships. Oh which gosh. look like trailers.
0: I need to watch this.
1: <laughs> and they come down, they shoot people with their laser eyes and people instantly explode. And it just happens to fall, like, land next to um, a house where all these people are having a party, which they shouldn't be having because it's like...
0: Kevin No.
1: <laughs> it's just like, sort of, they've only just moved there and they're sort of... Late teenagers sort of thing, so it's the first place, and the mums dropped him off and it's oh, it's fucking god awful, but I love it. The acting of the um the uh, lead guy effectively is just so funny, it's like trying to play up this really nerdy person he's a virgin and he's like oh he talks like this and things like that and he's a bit oh but mom like it literally says that at one point um and then at some point in the film he has sex and he says oh don't worry i'm a man now
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's fucking
1: amazing
0: (laughs) <laughs> when he's like lands being invaded by they, space llamas, because
1: he was off having sex while that was happening, oh he was unaware to it all. And that's the, like loads of people die in a hot tub because the llama, like,
0: lights
1: is it well, plugs it in, I think, and oh, puts just it like, plugs in. no, as it plugs in something electronic in and puts it in, and they oh, all right, just like, like ale- yeah. So these other people walk, and like you can see these people very obviously dead in it, and they're like, oh. This looks like a party. Step in and electrocute themselves <laughs> as well. <laughs> then literally five minutes later, someone else comes in, sees the exact same thing, and just goes, ah! and runs out. There's people dead in the jacuzzi. What? There's people dead in the hot tub. What do you mean? There's people dead in the hot tub. Oh, whatever. And like goes off walks and comes back in. There's people dead in the hot tub. It's just like, what am I watching? But I absolutely loved it. It's but I highly, highly, highly recommend that to anyone who wants a laugh.
0: I'm gonna watch that at some point then. You
1: really should. So yeah, I would rate that as the top of the list. I'd probably give it a seven out of ten just because I enjoyed it that much. <laughs> and then each one underneath on the list takes one point off.
0: So going back to our Kickstarter idea, you know, just to flesh it out, even though we really don't need to flesh out this episode anymore, it's already 43 minutes long. And
1: I've still got something else I want to talk about. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. You go first. No, no, crack on. I was just going to say, who should we hire? Who are some of the top actors? Nathan would... Fillion. Oh my, god, that would be amazing. Ryan Reynolds. Right. Oh my God, yes. I love Ryan Reynolds. Just.
1: I want those two to adopt me.
0: That would be so cool. Cause then they'd be like my grandparents, yeah. An improvement. Yes. <laughs> Sick bird. <burn. laughs> um, anyway, what you realise you... they listen. I really don't think they do. <laughs> anyway, continue. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. cutting you? Uh, the
1: last thing I would like to review. Review. Is um, Force Nine Dungeons and Dragons spell cards.
0: Okay, we're reviewing spell cards. Yeah, so, why not? Yeah, I'll give the background to the D&D. So I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before. But we've
1: talked about D&D before.
0: Yeah, so this is my first time actually playing as a character. And I've got to say... Because we start started a new campaign. Yeah, it's way more fun than I thought it would get, was going to be. We've had some good laughs the last two sessions. Last night was like seven hours long. Oh,
1: it's huge.
0: And I nearly died.
1: And I did, several <laughs> times. And it wasn't even the campaign, well, it wasn't even the session it was meant to be.
0: No, it was just thrown together and it was supposed to take about 20 minutes and it ended up taking seven hours.
1: Yeah. Even the, like, the first one was meant to take like half an hour or whatever and that took five hours. And it's like, okay, the next bit's meant to be the hard bit, which was like a puzzle room and we just went in and... Hit everything no, instead. There's no
0: wings. We. <laughs> you went in and decided to hit open a random chest. I decided
1: to hit something I saw had already injured someone as well.
0: And you got one of them to shriek, and it like opened the other one up. Read a riddle wrong and opened the wrong chest. Yeah. And then we went, and they were all mimics. So I they still were, found like,
1: the key. I won in the end
0: sure I found the key holes <laughs> yeah well and um, it was just they, they were mimics so it was really difficult they were like really they had really high AC and stuff like that
1: Benji was just being a bastard as well
0: I think he like given up at that point he just wanted to kill you I guess. not
1: my fault he couldn't get me the first session
0: and then we went down into the bottom room, which was one where we were, like, actually given riddles.
1: That's where the mimics were. Yeah,
0: you know, the bottom room with the mirror.
1: Oh, right, yeah, all right, I get you. Um, <laughs>
0: um, and so we were all given a riddle, there were five of us, and we were all, all of us but one, were like, yeah, we've got this, we've seen our riddle answers, and then... Snakespear decided to get it wrong every single time. And I ended up dying. I I was not happy. (laughs) They weren't even that difficult either. And we were all just sat there like crying with laughter because you just could not get them.
1: To be honest, the first couple, he was taking the piss on as well and just answering yes and no. (laughs)
0: And then when he actually got to one, it was like really easy. He just he was so stumped. One of them was like, "I like sweet things. I'm a small critter. I sound a lot like your dad Mom and, and mum's sister." Yeah. He was clueless. Mum and dad's sister is clearly an aunt. He was just like, "I don't know." Um, don't
1: rip him too much.
0: He deserves it. He fucking <laughs> deserves it. <laughs> <sighs> <clears throat> anyway, sorry. Yes, yeah, with um,
1: sidetracking.
0: It, it, D and ds very, very good for people who like role playing, who like the kind of fantasy aspect of things. It's like a mix between a video game and a board game, but you have to do everything. It's and the it's, granddaddy of the law. It's, yeah, well, yeah. I guess it came before everything. Uh, well, not before board games, obviously. Yeah. But it's it's really really fun, and. I would definitely recommend it, especially if you're with the right group of people. It can just be incredible. But back to the cards. Yes, as
1: mm-hmm. my well, my character is a paladin, and obviously it unlocks some magical abilities.
0: Obviously.
1: And um, with that, you get spells. You can only have certain many prepped, but you know more. And to try and speed things along, Galeforce 9 have created these spell cards, which basically list your spell and i will list all the details of it so you can have it there in your hand, ready to go, instead of having to scroll through like all the pages of the internet or through the player's handbook or wherever it is that you've sourced it from. So yeah, I'd just like to say they're well-made. Give everything you need to know.
0: Very easy to understand. Like yep. They're very well clearly r- set out as well.
1: Yep. And like they're just well-made. They're made of good quality yeah, stuff. Sturdy. They look good. So yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. And it just devolved into a whole five-minute chat of <laughs> d instead.
0: But at that, I don't have anything else to say. Okay. Do you? I do not. Thanks for the suspense there. You're
1: welcome.
0: So, we will leave it at that.
1: Bye. Goodbye.
0: I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I don't. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Average Reviews.
1: We're always on the lookout for feedback or requests. So if you do have anything, please contact us. Email is requests at averagereviews.co.uk as the name suggests, any requests you've got, but we also take any other kinds of feedback. Um, we've got a website, www.averagereviews.co.uk, which doesn't get updated very often, to be honest, but we will be trying to get that up to date more often. Easiest way to reach us would probably be on Twitter, which is AvReviewPodcast. There is a handle of Average Reviews that we would like. If you're the owner, please get in touch. Otherwise, we will stay as AvReviewPodcast. Thank you very much for listening.
0: Have a good life. (laughs)